When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to a special episode of the Story Story Podcast. It's Martin Luther King Day in the United States, and one of the storytellers who has been previously featured on the podcast sent a spoken word poem to commemorate this day. On StoryStoryPodcast.com, you will find a number of links to African-American storytellers sharing traditional stories and their experiences, and I would encourage you to go listen to one or all of them. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. And now, for this special episode, I give you Oni Lasana. Good afternoon. I'm Oni Lasana, and I want to share with you the story behind the spoken word story poem I wrote called I Dreamt Martin Luther King Jr. It's a tribute to the Nobel Peace Prize recipient who was a leader for civil rights in America. On July 10, 1999, breaking news came across the TV at my home in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. James Farmer had died. He was a close friend of Martin Luther King Jr., and he had worked diligently with Dr. King in the civil rights movement in America. It just so happened as I watched the news of James Farmer's death, I was preparing a storytelling school program and researching the life of Martin Luther King, Jr. Dr. King was born on January 15, 1929. Today, in 2019, had he lived, he would be 90 years old. But sadly, on April 4, 1968, in Memphis, Tennessee, he was shot to death by the same forces he was fighting against in his messages of peace and love. Years later, with the help of many politicians, regular folks, and the musician Stevie Wonder, Dr. King's life and legacy was honored as a national holiday in America. It is officially celebrated the third Monday of January. This year, it's January 21st, 2019. Well, that day in 1999, as I scanned over the books I had about Dr. King in the in the same room doing his homework was my teenage son. So I asked my son his views on racial prejudice and did he feel any kind of way at his school. He stated matter-of-factly that he was fine at his school. And even though he was considered a minority, he was voted in to serve on the student council. He didn't feel any negative racial attitudes from any of his classmates or teachers. I was happy he was comfortable at school. Yet I wondered if his generation thought of Martin Luther King Jr. the same way I thought of Abraham Lincoln in my generation as the past. You know, nothing to do with me now. That's history. Well, in the moment, I couldn't pull up all the words to explain to my son why Dr. King was such a courageous visionary. Too many words were already written in the book spread out before me. Then I reminisced back to when I was 10 years old and when I first saw Dr. King's face 
and I heard his fearless voice coming from our little black and white TV speakers. It was the March on Washington for Equal Rights and Freedom. All around the world, millions heard Dr. King's I Have a Dream. This speech was heard for the first time after the March on Washington. Now, was it only a dream? Well, not long after that amazing speech, we were locked behind the doors of our row home, yet we still could hear the shouting and the screaming and smell the smoke of rioting. Angry fires were being set to white-owned businesses just three blocks away on Lehigh Avenue. Dr. King was assassinated. Dr. King's soothing voice of peace, his spiritual energy, his God-given sermons, his letters of hope and his gifts of teaching love over evil was put out by a single bullet. His voice represented the millions who were oppressed, who had been lynched and brutalized just because of the color of their skin. I wanted my son to understand how Dr. King's dream was alive in our lives today and how in many ways Dr. King was responsible for us to finally be respected in this place called America. But what could I do? What could I say to him that wouldn't be forgotten, that wouldn't just go in one ear and out the other? So I did what I only knew how to do. Since I first learned to put words into sentences, you see, my life is poetry. Whenever I was sad or upset or had an urgent need to express what was on my mind or in my heart or from my soul, I wrote a poem. Well, that day, divine inspiration found me. Memories opened up, and I remembered the four little girls in Alabama. I remembered Miss Rosa Parks. I remembered Steve Biko and those who died along with Dr. King in the struggle for freedom. I remembered those who live now and still suffered under the ignorance of racism. What if Dr. King's dream had finally come true today? Has it come true today? For my son, maybe. For me? Well, I thought of the times I felt saddened by the prejudices of how I look, how I speak, where I'm from. Yes, I had a dream too. I remembered the powerful ancestors who lived through the Holocaust of slavery in this place called America. For people all around the world who continue to stand tall and overcome the injustices for their equal rights. Someone must call their names again and again, lest we forget for real. So in one sitting, that one day, for a little over an hour, this poem dropped in my spirit, and I wrote, I dreamt, Martin Luther King Jr., dedicated to my son, my daughters, my grandchildren, and to express a collective dream for today's generation throughout the world. What I dreamt was for myself and for you, for you to take action in a kind and respectful way to make your dreams come true for yourself and in your community. I hope you will enjoy listening.
dream too, Martin Luther King Jr., that your dream came true. And people looked inside of me, not at the shape or size of me, not at the color or style of me. They looked at my inner reality, not the outside fantasy. I dreamt that your dream came true, Brother King, and Marcus Garvey wasn't ridiculed and called a fool. Ruby Bridges walked to school alone. Malcolm wasn't murdered by his own. And Miss Rosa enjoyed her bus ride home. Emmett Till was alive today. Megger Everts wasn't murdered in his driveway. And Steve Biko lived to write another day. Tupac represented the best of us. Rodney King wasn't beaten alive in front of us. And Marvin was asking me, What's going on? I dreamt that your dream came true, Reverend King. And young adults today were living clean, not smoking tobacco, chronic, dropping pills, hitting crack, down in 40s and getting whacked, dreaming stupid dreams. Nothing to do but get high and lie, or so it seems. Living nightmares, shooting down tomorrow's dreams. I dreamt your dream came true, Minister King, and in concrete jungles everywhere, sons and daughters of criminals and righteous folks were sitting at a table together, learning and teaching one another to read and to love. I was dreaming, and your dream came true, Teacher King, and all children attended equally integrated schools, where students were not judged by the color of skin or the color of Nike. Dickies, academics, but by the work they handed in on time to teachers who really cared. I had a dream that your dream came true, Brother King, and in my dream, I saw boys and girls of all races joining hands in agape love. Little children holding the hands of baby daddies, baby daddies married to and taking care of baby mommies. And they both had good jobs, careers, and businesses. I dreamt your dream came true, Mr. King. And I heard that same freedom bell ring. In every town from Africa to America, Europe to Australia, South America to the Caribbean and Asia. Starving and abused children came running to dinner tables filled with pesticide-free fruits and vegetables, brown rice, bread, and molasses, uncontaminated water, and hormone-free, well-seasoned chicken. I dreamt the TV showed real people living true reality, and friends didn't all look the same. And Disney wasn't another name for distorted history and modern mythology. I dreamt that Eddie, Martin, Will, and the Wayans produced black history biographies and multicultural realities. And that blacks and whites and all others united in mutual funds, not only for sex, drugs, and guns. I had a dream too. But your dream came true, Brother King. And two weeks after your vision in D.C., four little girls in Birmingham, Alabama, Addie Mae Collins, Denise McNair, 
Cynthia Wesley and Carol Robertson walked home from church to waiting mommies. And the next day they went to a shiny new school with smiling and loving classmates. And each one of those little girls graduated college and became a doctor to heal us, a teacher to teach us, a lawyer for justice, and president of Human Rights University. Your dream came true, Martin Luther King Jr., because in my dream, there you were, at home with Mrs. King and your children, playing with grandchildren, inside the not-so-white house, being the president of the United States of Love. So brave, so intelligent, so blessed. Relaxing with your family and friends, and everybody knew without a doubt that they were free at last and are truly somebody, just like I do, thanks to you. Martin Luther King Jr., I dreamt your dream came true. Kate opened up the door and there on the doorstep wrapped in his own blanket was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. You can even hear the festive music from the royal court.